welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If you are tuning in for the very first time, welcome. And if you are a repeat listener, welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys keep listening to each and every episode. If you have not subscribed, you want to be sure to do so so you never miss an episode. If you have not taken the time to do a review and you've listened to some previous episodes and you've learned a thing or two, please take time to do that. I would greatly appreciate it and the more reviews we have, it allows other single moms to find the podcast. So again, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Let's get right into today's topic. So I have this idea to do a Q&A podcast. I've seen a, lo- um, a lot of other podcasters do it and I thought that it was super cool. So I forgot to announce it on the last episode, but I announced it on social media and I did get some questions, although I thought I would get more, but we're going to just roll with what I have. And I know I was like, if I don't get enough questions, probably not going to do it. But I said, I'm just going to do it anyways, okay? So let's get right into the questions. And these will be in no particular order. I'm just going to um, read them as I go, okay? So what is the most impactful advice you have heard from the moms you have interviewed? So I had to really think about this one because there are a lot of great, tips or advice that the moms give but I think the most impactful advice for my own life is building a tribe like a local tribe Uh, by me being so far away from home and not having an immediate support system I find myself not being able to do certain things because I lack um, a local tribe or a local support system so I am definitely working to build that you will see me trying to to host these mom meetups so that I can meet other moms but it also will um, benefit you guys as well if you're here in Houston so we can all meet mom friends and then we can help each other so yeah that's the most impactful advice I've had because you can't attend events uh, where kids are not allowed you can't do other things that you would like to do um, because you don't have anybody to keep your child so it's really tough um, without having a tribe and honestly I didn't really think about it until you know I started doing the podcast and you know the ladies started talking about their support systems and I'm just like "Uh, I don't even know why I haven't thought about this until now number two what do you hope your podcast will do for other moms so Originally, when I started the podcast, I just wanted it to be a place where um, people could listen in on my journey and then the journeys of other moms, and they would just be inspired to take action. So I, I still have that hope today, but I also want to change the image of single black moms. Like I want the moms to stop associating single black moms with negativity I don't know somewhere along the lines um somebody just gave it like this whole bad 
name or vibe or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I just hope that one by one, we can begin to shift the image of single black moms. So number three, what made you start this blog business helping single moms? And there's also another question. Um, why did you decide to start a podcast for single moms specifically? I'm going to just combine those two because they kind of go hand in hand. So it goes back to the other question that I recently answered. I decided to start the podcast just to, again, to share my own journey because um, when I was a college student and pregnant, I found myself like in a place where I didn't think nobody understood. You know, the people around me, um, they didn't have any kids. They had never been pregnant, especially in college. Like, I think it's so tough. Um, and some people are okay with it because they have like really good support systems or people who support like pregnancies at a young age. And I know for some people, they're like, okay, 21 is not a young age, but looking back, it's a very young age. Like you're still trying to figure out who you are, where you're going, and you don't even really have a vision yet for your life. And then um, throw a baby into the mix and you're, (laughs) you're so messed up. And so I was just like, how can I connect with other young moms or maybe moms that may be going through the same thing as me like they've relocated they don't have immediate family like how can I connect with them and it took me a minute to actually figure out how I could do that and I got into podcast and the podcast on um, iTunes at the time it's Apple podcast now but there were no single black moms um, that were podcasting or either um, they didn't have single black moms in the title so I was unable to find them and so I was like well you know I love podcasts so why not do it why not you know create a platform where I can connect with other single black women and we could talk about these issues that we have and we connect and we can help each other so that's kind of like where I got the idea to start a podcast and specifically for single moms because, um, you know, I love my other black moms too, but sometimes they don't understand the struggle of being a single mom. It's like one of those things where if you've never been through it, you don't really get it. And, you know, a lot of the times uh, we are quick to say, I understand, when in reality, you don't understand because you've never been through it. So now I've made a conscious effort to say, I can only imagine, you know, and that's the truth sometimes because I don't know what it's like to be in certain situations, you know, just like you as a, a regular mom may not know what it's like to be a single mom if you've never been in a situation. And so... Again, that's why I decided to start the podcast specifically for single moms. Now, I do have regular mom listeners um, who think the information is still helpful. And I also have some friends that listen. They're not even single moms. And they, too, find the information helpful. So it's not just for single moms. It's just um, who my target audience is and it's because of who I am and it's a part of my story right now. Now the blog came along 
as I was, you know, still thinking about the idea. And I said, well, you know, I like to talk, but like, what about those quick tips that I could type up real quick and, you know, share with the world uh, versus like them having to, you know, tune in and listen to a podcast that could click and read really quickly. And so that's where the blog part of it came in. Number four, were there any blocks when starting and how did you overcome them? So I don't know if you guys um, have been listening to the other episodes and I think I've mentioned this before. I'm not sure, but I'll tell the story in this episode. So again, it, it goes back to me talking about how I had the idea of reaching single moms, single black moms, and when I first had this idea, I told my friends about it. When I say friends, it's like two of them, maybe three. And so I was like, so I really think I should do a podcast because I was like, I've been searching and searching and I can't find any single black mom podcast. And again, this is in reference to iTunes. And so they were like, well, just start it. You like to talk anyways. It would be a perfect fit. So I'm like, okay, so I started thinking about the podcast cover and what I wanted the image to be. So I was like, well, I definitely want um, a black mom and her daughter. And so I had the idea, I had the mission for the podcast and like my why, right? Why I wanted to do it. From there, I contacted a guy who was able to do my podcast cover for me. So I got that. And then I sat on the idea. Like, and it took me around six months to actually act on the idea and actually get him to do the podcast cover. So that was, um, I think, around like June of last year when I got the podcast cover done. Because I remember my daughter was gone on um, summer break for a little while. And I just had time on my hands. And so, yeah, I went ahead and got it done. And for some reason I continue to procrastinate or I don't even know if you would call it procrastinate but just you know not even move forward with the idea and so I think it was around October or November uh Brianna Whiteside she reached out to me Uh, she has a YouTube channel and she was like she wanted to know how I made time as a single parent for devotion and prayer And she was interested to know more about my story. And I was just thinking, wow, she wants to know about my story, me as a single parent. And so that right there was just the fuel I needed to move forward. And I thought to myself, if Brianna wants to know more about my story or how I make time to devotion, because she had been um, watching me on Instagram, like my personal Instagram. And so... I'm like, if she wants to hear my story, then I'm sure there are several other people that want to hear my story and will probably benefit from it. Like, I don't think we realize how many times we go through things for other people. And so we go through these trials and tribulations and we learn these lessons, but we don't really share them. So they're not really helping anybody. And so I think it's so important to take the time to kind of like analyze these trials and see like how they help you not always like focusing in on the negative, but 
the positives as well. And so for me, I, I feel like that was a block because like, why would I sit on the idea for so long? And I think I came across a, a post where somebody was saying that they um, were wanting to start a podcast. And I'm like, okay, Kim, it's time move forward. Like you got to start on this. So yeah, that was kind of like the block that I had. And um, once Brianna reached out to me, it allowed me to just get over that. <laughs> I don't know if it was a fear or um, a block. I, I don't really know, but that's how I got over it. And I also tell this story about how I really used to be ashamed of being a single mom. Like, I wouldn't really tell people that I had a child unless um, they asked. And then, because you know, like, once somebody... <laughs> ask you if you have kids and then they want to know about the father and all of that stuff people are really nosy but yeah I don't know why I was ashamed but even like when I was pregnant like I tried to hide it for so long and so I finally got into a point where I'm, I'm becoming more unapologetic like I don't really care about what people think and so that has allowed me to really move forward so I think if you are a person and you have some blocks I think you just get out gotta get out of your own head and stop worrying about what other people have to say um and I know we hear that a lot of time but it's so true like you really have to block the people out especially if it's any kind of negativity you just gotta let it go Alright, number five, what advice would you give someone for wanting to start an online business or blog but don't think they are qualified enough to speak on the topic? I'm going to tell you something that somebody told me because there have been some ideas that I've had and I haven't acted on clearly because I didn't think I was qualified and so um, they began to ask me some questions and allow me to see that I may not have the most education in this subject or topic but what I do have are my experiences and you know somebody else who's looking for um, information or advice um, they may not have that same experience you have so to them you are the expert so it doesn't matter how qualified you think you are to them you are qualified because you have been through some situations that have allowed you to become knowledgeable on this subject okay so just really dig deep and kind of think about the experience that uh, you've been through and how it relates to the topic or whatever business or blog that you're trying to start number six where did you get your idea of what a mother is supposed to be and are you that or different? Okay, y'all. So, transparent moment. I was raised by my grandmother because my mom, she was a young mom too. So, she was 19, I think, when she got pregnant with me. And then a year and a half later, she got pregnant with my brother. And so, my dad... I don't know what type of person he was, but he had already had one kid at like 16. And so he got my mom pregnant and then he got her pregnant again. And so 
I'm not sure up until this day, like, about the series of events that led up to her having a mental breakdown, but I just know since then she's never been the same, and my grandma kind of, like, stepped in and took over raising us, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, growing up, I learned a lot of things from observation, And by the time I got to college, my ideas on having kids and a family had changed. Like, I remember when we had to do this scrapbook in high school, senior year, I think. Or maybe it was junior year. I don't remember exactly. But I remember writing this story about how I wanted to have two kids and a house and a husband by 25. (laughs) I'm sure like somebody else has done that too um if you're listening but yeah like when I got to college I was like I do not want any kids now I don't know if I just was talking about for that moment but yeah I had got to a point where I was like I do not want any kids because I knew how hard it was um for my grandma to try to raise us after my mom was not all that capable of raising us you know what I'm saying and then my dad was like in and out of our life and sometimes he would tell us that he was going to show up and he didn't and so there were just all sorts of things and so yeah I never just had that idea of what a mother was supposed to be like because again I had decided in my mind that I didn't want any kids but you know in college uh, I think you become very vulnerable and you don't really realize a whole lot of things or think about what you're doing in the moment. And so, yeah, I got in a situation to where, I don't know, I kind of think I trusted uh, my daughter's dad, like, to the point where, I don't know, like, I thought he knew how I felt about having kids and so anyways long story short is that yeah I just did not think that I would have kids and so I never really had this idea of what a mother um, is supposed to be you know and so now I pretty much try to um, read a lot and not to get like parenting advice, but just how um, other moms are doing it, just to hear about their stories. And so I kind of take what I need and leave the rest. And so still to this day, like I don't have an image of like um, just, you know, like a model mom, right? So I just try to be the best for my daughter because I do realize that um, a lot of things that I say and do will affect her. And not only will it affect her right now at five, um, but it will also affect her in adulthood. And I just remember like all of the things that I went through as a kid and how <laughs> it has affected me and it, it takes a lot of time to unpack that stuff and so I really just don't want my daughter to have to go through the whole unpacking stage when she becomes an adult because of some poor decisions that I made or not being able to communicate with her so yeah right now um Again, I I just don't have that model image of, like, what a mother is supposed to be like. And so, (laughs) I don't know 
Um, if anyone else does, or if this seems weird that I just don't have that picture of what a mother is supposed to be like, and I guess because my mother um, was not really able to be there like someone else's mother into this day, we don't really have um, a mother-daughter relationship, so it, that's kind of tough for me, but um, I'm working on like developing maybe... Um, I guess what I really want to look like as a mother for my to my daughter, um, if that makes sense. Number seven, um, who is someone you look up to? I really look up to my grandmother because um, I watched her go through some very trying times. She lost her mother and her brother back to back, but she was still strong, like. I've never witnessed a person have as much faith as her and um, are able to go through the things that she went through and just, you know, continue to, like, praise God and continue to um, really thank Him despite the struggles, despite the deaths, despite a lot of things. Like, oh my gosh, I just, I really look up to her for that. And then um, some other ladies that I look up, to in social media and if you are on social media and you're not following these ladies you really need to do so so uh, number one is my leak like when I came across my leak I was like oh my gosh and I know a lot of you um follow her but she has such good advice you know I always think it's so good for women in their 30s to give back to women in their 20s and she is phenomenal she gives great advice and doesn't sugarcoat anything she keeps it all the way real so I really like that about her Tiffany the budgetista like I've been following her <laughs> since she created the budgetista Facebook group and now she has had like with richer challenges um there's dream catchers groups all around the U.S. and it's just amazing how her brand has expanded and she's teaching women of color specifically personal finances and she's helping them get their money in order and a lot of things for free like you cannot beat that and she tells the story of how she was a preschool teacher and she ended up losing everything after she lost her job and now she's built her credit back up and Everything, basically, from her past to where she is now. And it's just amazing to watch somebody, you know, go through the struggle. Well, I didn't watch her at that point, but just, you know, tell about the struggle and then how they got to where they are and, you know, do it so passionately. So, yes, I love Tiffany, love Molly, and then Cece, who is a six-figure chick, y'all. If you are not following Cece, like, you are missing out. Cece, she does a lot of things for free, too. But what really stands out to me about her is her her work ethic, her drive, like, her motivation. Like, despite her having cancer, she did not allow that to make her give up or force her to give up on her dream of leaving her full-time job in corporate America like she kept pushing regardless 
And for me, that was just like, wow, if Cece can do this, you know, with cancer, with her treatments, like, what excuses do you have? Like, get your life. (laughs) So, yes, those are people that I look up to and... I definitely recommend that you follow them too for inspiration, but not only inspiration, but for motivation to get things done. Number nine, I think I might have got it off track with the numbers, so just bear with me. Did you take a podcast course? So I think I did a lot of Googling and researching like how to start a podcast and it's super easy. Um, I did take like a free course. I think You know, uh, somebody had like an opt-in. I'm thinking it was Pat Flynn. I'm not sure. But yeah, I did it. I did his free course and um, a lot of Googling and YouTube. But I don't know. I I think a lot of people get caught up in the process. And the podcast is really straightforward. I don't have a lot of high-tech editing or any of that stuff. And so I really just think you have to start where you can and then learn along the way. So if you are considering starting a podcast, um, just get started. Like, think about what topic you want to talk about. I mean, not topic, but your audience. Like, who do you want to focus on? And then what will they need? And so go from there like don't worry about all the high tech stuff having a high tech mic or equipment or anything like that just start where you are right now and they have all sorts of apps where you don't even really have to like get on your computer you can literally do it from your phone so there's so many resources out there if you just take the time to do a quick google search and you will find the information that you need. I think a lot of the times we really don't like to read. And so we just want somebody to tell us how to do it. When if you really think about it, if you become resourceful and you use the resources that you have or you look for those resources, then you can do anything. And the last question, what is one thing that sets you apart? So I think somebody else asked me this question. Um in like an interview or something but anyways when I think about the single black mom community and I think about this space honestly um like I said I was only listening to podcasts on iTunes back then it's Apple Podcasts now I didn't see any single black mom podcasts except for one and they were not podcasting anymore. It was two ladies, and honestly, I can't remember their name. But it seems like they just started with what they what they had. It wasn't any like fancy audio or anything like that. And they just stopped. And I tried to Google and find them, and I couldn't um, really locate them. I, that's when I was like, you know, there's nobody out here doing podcasts for single moms. But listen, when I entered this whole space of the single black mom community, there are quite a few of you guys that have podcasts. But one thing about it was that nobody had single black mom or single black motherhood in the title. So I would have never known that the podcast was specifically for single black moms. And then another thing is, is that I think that for those single moms that do have podcasts, um, maybe it's not catered specifically for single moms. It's like um, they just want to touch moms, right? And so 
that's where I think that I'm different or I'm set apart is because like my main focus is single black moms and again it's because that is a part of my story right now and I really strive to talk about issues that affect single black moms and yeah that's pretty much uh how you know what I think sets me apart like I'm really out here trying to create a platform so that single black moms have a voice they can come on a podcast um they get to chat and you know it's also therapeutic you know we may not be face to face but um a lot of us tend to have conversations before and after the podcast where, you know, we just talk about our issues that we're having or, you know, most of the times they're like, thank you for this. I needed to talk. Why do you feel like a sister that I never had or something like that? So I think it's really good to just, you know, sit down and chat and talk to somebody that can relate, as I've stated earlier. So, I hope I answered all of your questions without too much rambling. And if you sat all the way through the end, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tomorrow is my birthday, and I'm super excited, although I don't have any plans. But I'm always so grateful for another year of life because somebody somewhere um, didn't make it today. And they may not make it tomorrow, so... I'm just always so grateful. I do believe that life is a privilege and sometimes we take it for granted. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. Again, if you have not subscribed, do that so you never miss an episode. If you have not taken the time to rate the podcast or leave a review, go ahead and do that for me, please. I really appreciate it. And for those of you who... DM me to talk about you know you enjoy the podcast I I really do appreciate that y'all like it really keeps me going and (laughs) pushing forward to get these podcasts out so thank you thank you thank you if you want to connect with me on Instagram you can find me at single black motherhood you can also like the Facebook page It's also Single Black Motherhood. And then I am in the process of creating a Facebook group. So be on the lookout for that. It is my hope to connect single black moms all around the world in one space. So be on the lookout for that. And if you want to check out the website, it's singleblackmotherhood.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.